the NHL Newswire has gone very, very quiet. And that means puck drop is on the horizon. And that means it's time for the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Top five ways to dominate your fantasy hockey draft. On today's episode, people, let's get right into it. Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back, people, and with excitement building for the upcoming NHL season, we have to take a look at the best ways that you can dominate your fantasy hockey draft. That is what today's episode is all about, people. Thank you for being here. Thank you for making us your first listen. We are free and available across all platforms. You find your favorite and hottest content, and that does include YouTube, which we are on fire right now, Steel. We appreciate that love. Subscribers are racking up. We're pushing for that 500 number. So if you are feeling what you're hearing, show us that love with a smash and follow Steel. Five ways to dominate your NHL fantasy hockey draft. I said top five. These really are just the five best ways. There's real no order here. They're all equally important in my opinion. And I think this is a good conversation to have right now. I mentioned that things are getting really quiet in the NHL world. (laughs) That means hockey is coming. Camp is about to open very, very soon. So these are some things that, hey, not everyone plays fantasy every year. You might be new to the fantasy hockey game. We got you. We got the experts down to the newbies to make that paper. So, Steele, I think you and I can agree that what we're talking about today is important to know whether you're an expert or a newbie, and it's key to your success in the fantasy realm. So I'm excited to hear what you have to say about the best ways to dominate your draft. Yeah, the drafts are right around the corner. People are starting to prepare uh, and get ready for their fantasy hockey drafts right now. I know I am and you are as well. So that's why we're making this, uh, you know, this is why we're talking about the five best ways to dominate in your fantasy league. And for me, I think right off the bat, it's understanding the rules and how your fantasy league works. Uh, you know, whether it's positional or it's, you know, head-to-head matchups or it's just a point system understanding how your fantasy team or your fantasy league works is crucial to dominating every single time you're in any fantasy league. So for me, you know, whether it's, um, you know, you know, your head to head, you got to know the categories, uh, you know, yep. what the categories are uh, for your fantasy league, what each category, uh, how many points do you get? If you get a goal, is it three points? Is it four points, mm-hmm. goals, assists, Power play points, power play assists, short-handed goals and assists, uh, defenseman points. Uh, maybe you might have a couple of other categories as well that a lot of people don't use, like penalty minutes and plus, plus and minus as blocks. well. Goals or something, blocks, hits, shots. All of those categories come into play. And then obviously the goalies as well with mm-hmm. save percentage, goals against average, yep. wins, uh, you know, shutouts as well. So you understanding the basics and the fundamentals of how your fantasy league is being run um, so is so key to dominating every single season. So again, just understanding uh, what fantasy league you're in, whether it's positional, you know, if you've already drafted three centermen or two centermen and you've already filled out those spots, next best player that's available is, you know, let's say John Tavares, 
do you really need another centerman centerman mm. right there? Mm. Look Good towards point. a right winger, a defenseman, yep. maybe your first goalie pick. So that's just understanding how the fantasy league works and how and and who's running it. There's two things that I wanted to say before I we even get into the other key points. Number one that I had to say right off the bat is all these things factored in. At some point, you're going to have to get lucky. I think I've said it a couple of times before. If there's any kind of risk involved with handicapping any kind of sport or anything that is human-based, it is going to have a variable of unpredictability to it that you just are going to have to get lucky at some point. And number two, do not booze and draft people. We've talked about not boozing and driving, but take it from an expert here. When it comes to hockey and drafting and just managing your team, put the booze aside, drop the wobbly pops for later and get the business done first. Those are uncle flips, two tips right off the top, but knowing your league in and out steal, this is just fantasy one Oh one, but maybe there's something to be said about it because I've gone into situations and not realized that skaters have, eight categories goalies only have three and maybe you don't need to load up on your goalies too early we're going to talk about goalies of course in a, in a few minutes around the break we're going to talk about taking gambles on rookies as well other strategic things that you can do in your draft but you have to know what you're doing you have to know how to win and it might sound simple a lot of people go into drafts just for fun, throwing 50 bucks around, throwing whatever around. You're wasting your time and your money if you don't know the ins and outs. And especially, here's a hot tip, another one from Uncle Flip on today's episode. <laughs> I've had leagues reset steal, you know, ones that you just keep going back in year in, year out, especially on ESPN and other, you know, major sites that people use. If you're going back into the same league, Double check that it's all the same settings, all the same scoring, because there's one commish. And as much as I know you trust your friends out there, <laughs> double and triple check. That's how you get the paper steal. Number two, do your research. That's a simple one too, but you got to dig into the trenches. And if you're in a keeper dynasty league, this holds more true than in any other situation. The guys at the top, the guys with the young studs who have the core that they're winning year after year, they're reading the magazines. They're doing the research. Hey, guys get chirped for reading magazines and buying guides, but there's some good information. And I'm going to share a few of my favorite sites in a minute, Steele, but I want to hear what you have to say about the doing your research side of things. Yeah, I think that's crucial as well. It kind of just goes back to fundamentals and the basic, you know, Fantasy League 101 rules is doing your research on all of the players before you're drafting them. I know, yeah. obviously, there's a, uh, you know, a time limit before you can make the draft. That's why you got to do your research before you can't just jump okay. in and be, Oh, this is the best player available. I'm going to take him because maybe he might be the best player available, but mm -hmm. he doesn't fit the criteria of how you want your team to look moving forward. So maybe you, exactly. you know, he, he might be the best available player, but down the list, 15 spots is okay. I need a right winger. And this guy's the top on the list. Uh, or you're the top right winger right there. I need to grab him right there as well. And, you know, yeah. obviously doing your research, looking at previous stats over the last couple of seasons, looking at mm -hmm. injuries over the last yep. couple of seasons. Maybe there's a player that, you know, was playing on one team. And I'm going to use Tony D'Angelo as an example. He played mm. on the Carolina Hurricanes last year, a top team in the Metropolitan Division. And yep. now he's playing for the Philadelphia Flyers, the bottom team in the, in the Metropolitan mm. Division. Mm -hmm. Is he going to have the same stats? So he might have been ranked pretty high. Uh, you know, he might have been ranked pretty high heading into this season but that's based off of what he did last year as well. So yes. you got to take into Good account point. he's playing 
he might be playing on a new team that's not one of those top-tier teams in the NHL right now as well. So doing your research, mm. again, is crucial before you get to the draft. And I say before, I'm talking one, uh, you know, a couple of days before. Definitely, maybe even weeks, maybe even you're subscribed to a good podcast or two that are trying to give you that info to make that money. But I'll say this to wrap it up very quickly. You mentioned to me off air, and this is one of those key points of do your research. You never want to be that guy who gets chirped or roasted in the group chat for taking a dude who's on the shelf for six to eight months. Yeah. You know, there's some big players. You mentioned the Boston Bruins being a couple in Brad Marchand, Charlie McAvoy. Maybe they're worth your last pick in the draft. If you have a stash spot, maybe an IR spot that you're into it, you want to do that, you're that kind of guy, you could look, or gal, you could look to that kind of angle. But that all falls into doing your research. How long are they out? When are they coming back? What's the kind of injury? Have they had that injury before? You need to know this stuff if you want to make the money. Also, very quickly, Steel, shout out to dailyfaceoff.com. Shout out to hockeyreference.com, goaliepost.com, and dauberhockey.com. All of those are amazing fantasy resources, ones that both Steel and I use on the regular. Bless you, my friend. It's allergy season as well. But it's also Built Bar season. And if you haven't tried the new Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of the world's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. It is indulgent cookie dough. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite cookie dough chunk puffs. They have a light and chewy texture. Real cookie dough chunks. And, of course, they're covered in Steel's favorite 100 P real chocolate. This is all the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, you know, Built, it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories. They have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Good for before or after the gym. You know where I'm going with this. You have to head to Built.com to get yourself a box of the cookie dough chunk puff. Head over to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your order. I'll say it one more time. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your order at Built.com. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every Don't forget, we are free and available on all podcast platforms, which also includes YouTube. So hit the subscribe, hit the follow button. Flip and I appreciate all the love and support out there. And thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. And let's get into the third best way to dominate your fantasy leagues this upcoming season. And you and I have talked about goalies a lot, but they are a crucial part of any fantasy team. And for me, I've always stated that having two top tier goalies, obviously that they don't have to be the number one and the number two, but having two top tier goalies who are going to get 70 75% of the starts this season is crucial in my opinion. Yeah. But like you and I talked about with the professional Michael Amato, yes, sir. be wary of drafting a goalie in the first round. You know, obviously, like you and I have stated before, forwards are probably uh, the biggest key off the bat in the first round of drafting drafting any fantasy team. Uh, obviously, there's a couple of defensemen you can throw in there as well. And Kale McCarr, even Roman Yossi or Victor Hedman, depending mm -hmm. how you want to start. But mm -mm. for me, and we've talked about this, drafting a goalie, you can wait till the second round and even wait till after the fifth round if you haven't picked your goalie. Because if you've missed out on the top five, even top six goalies, That's it. there's still a ton of goalies who are going to get 70% of the starts this upcoming season. 
you know, Frederick Anderson, Tristan Jari, Sergey Bobrovsky, Darcy Kemper, the list goes yep. on. So don't, don't panic. Stay calm. If you haven't drafted a goalie yet before the fifth round, just again, stay calm, be cool and collected. There's a ton of goalies out there. Just make sure after the fifth round, you, you, you do uh, draft your first goalie because you're going to need one. You don't want any of those uh, goalies that are starting on a lower tier team or are split, uh, even splitting some games uh, potentially. That's one of the things that we did talk about with Michael Amato of GoaliePost.com a couple of episodes back. He is the expert. I mentioned GoaliePost.com as a great source, and it's true. And when you mentioned us talking about goalies at length of late, it's true as well, but it is also true that it is so critical to get your goalies right because it's hard to recover from. You can make fixes on your team in other areas. It's always the hardest. It's going to be slim pickings come the middle of the season, but also about this year in general, more than ever, just this season, because of all the splits across the NHL. If you, This is just it right now, verbatim, about goalies this season. If you miss out on Andre Vasilevsky or Igor Shosturkin, then you're probably in a position to wait, most likely. If you're in deeper formats and there's a lot more teams, and I would say you're looking at that second tier of goalies in an earlier round, but other than that second tier of goalies, by the by, I'm talking yeah. about UC Soros. You know, I'm talking about Ilya Sororkin for sure. Jakob Markstrom, Thatcher Demko, Jake Ottinger. That's that second tier. I think, Steele, it's a really good look that if you do are missing out on those top two, you can wait. You can wait and get some good options because especially this season with all these 50-50 splits, I don't know what's going to happen in a lot of places because, you know, I've been reading a lot of prognostications <laughs> here and some takes on some goalies are quite, quite bold for this upcoming season. You know, one of them being that Alexander Gorgiev might be the clear-cut number one in Colorado, and I don't know if that's true. I don't know what you think about that one. Very quick sidebar conversation. <laughs> I see that more as a genuine 50-50. Yeah, and you and I have talked about Gorgiev and Francis a lot. I, I do potentially see this being a 50-50 split, or even then, uh, depending on how the first couple of months go, battling it out between the two of those guys, one of them yeah. might be, you know, you might be taking the front run uh, as the starting number one goalie. But also, again, with the goalies as well, make sure, and this goes back to the first rule that we talked about, make sure you know the fundamentals and all the categories for the goalies as well. Because I've been in different leagues yes. where – uh, for yes. example, last year, it was just wins. It was shutouts. Uh, it was uh, saves. And it was you would mm. lose a point for any goal against. So goal that against. was what I had yeah, last those year. Ones and, hurt. They, and they do hurt. And the year before that, it was wins. It was save percentage. It was goals against average. And it was shutouts. So the goalie categories do vary depending on who's the commissioner of your league. And you know, obviously, yeah. you can talk about it with the group of guys you have in your league heading into the season. But I've been in different leagues where the goalie stats or the goalie categories have changed. So again, doing your research, knowing what the categories are, maybe this is maybe he might be a top tier goalie. But how many goals and how, what's his save percentage heading into the season? Is he over the last couple of seasons has he been on the decline instead of improving his stats? Yep. So that's something to keep into account as well for goalies. So just again, check your uh, check, make sure before you draft or before you even get into the draft you know the, all the stats for forwards, defensemen, and goalies as well. Hey, it sounds simple, and we might sound like broken records up in here, but they're records that you might want to pay attention to seriously because 
I've gone through enough bad situations not doing these things and it just doesn't, it will not pay off for you. And if you're putting in the hours and, you know, the, the probably investing some dollars at some point down the line, you want to turn this into a bit of a profit, people. We're not doing this for just, you know, for poops and giggles here. We're doing this for real. I want to make some money. I got a wedding to pay for. This is some serious <laughs> business here, Steel. Speaking of which, you know, we're talking about making bets. I want to talk about taking some gambles on rookies. I want to also talk about aging stars and what you do with them. So let's get to that, I think, after the break. And we can wrap up this show with those two angles on how to dominate your draft. Yeah, a couple more left. But first, thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Don't forget, we are free and available on all podcast platforms. And thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. And yeah, we've got two more of the best ways to dominate your fantasy league for this upcoming season. Taking a gamble on at least one rookie. And I'll throw it over to you, Flip, because I know you've got a little bit or a lot to say about this. You know, taking that risk with, someone who hasn't who hasn't been in the NHL before but shows that potential. Yeah, and I think there's something to be said about when you say gamble or risk, some of these might not be as risky because when you're talking about rookies like Owen Power, Matty Beniers, Mason McTavish, Yuri Slavkovsky, and others, I really do think that they're worth the risk. It just has to be the right format. Know what your league is set up like. Are you in a keeper or dynasty? That immediately moves these guys way up the ladder. If not, wait till later in the draft. Do your research. Peg the right rookie situation. Matty Beignets is going to get a good look as the number one up the middle in Seattle this year on an improved team with some good pieces around him. Bjorkstrand's in the mix. Burakovsky's in the mix. There is some improvement coming from Seattle. So there's a guy that you might want to take a gamble on in the right round, but it depends on the makeup of your league. Again, we sound like broken records, but this is the stuff you want to know. But Steele, I think also you brought up Mason McTavish. I brought up a guy in Jake Sanderson, a former fifth overall pick. I think if he gets any looks with the top six in Ottawa, the top six forward group, he's going to get a lot of points. Well, Jake Sanderson's a defenseman. Let's remember that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, though. Playing on the back end, getting a look, playing with the top forwards okay. in Ottawa, power okay. play. I, th- and I thought you were saying, I was like, wait, is he a left winger now? Is he a top No, is he sir. In the top he is a D man. <laughs> I just meant on the back end, PP, yes. top unit playing time. I think Jake Sanderson is a definite target and a guy that I'm going to take a gamble on. That's for sure. But the, the point is you need to be looking at rookies and at some point you want to take a risk on one of them. Yeah. And I think that's a great highlight, uh, a great person to highlight right now, especially with the Ottawa senators on the come up in both of our opinions, having one of the best off seasons in yep. the last decade, I'd have to say for the Ottawa senators. Um, sure. But they, yeah, Jake Sanderson is also, one of those guys who can get that potential as well because you and I, again, I've talked about this. The Ottawa Senators are still struggling on the blue line. Besides Thomas Shabbat, yeah. Jake Sanderson actually might be the best, the, ne- the next best guy with the most skill, but because mm-hmm. he's the rookie, uh, he's going to be starting on the third pair defenseman line. So he might get those opportunities. I do like that as well. There's also a couple of guys, um, you know, like you said, it is a gamble. It is a risk, you know, and I'll, I'll go back to last year as well, or maybe it was two years ago. Uh, for Cole Caulfield, I remember one of my buddies, he drafted Cole Caulfield, I believe in the third or fourth round, drafted him pretty early. And at the start of the season, 
he was struggling. He was struggling right off the bat and he yep. ended up getting sent down to the AHL. So that's one of those games again, where it's a, it's risk. It's risky. It's a gamble. Sometimes mm-hmm. it pays off and sometimes it doesn't, but there are a few, uh, there are a few rookies for sure that when you get into the later rounds, you know, round 13, 14, depending on how many teams are in your league. But when yeah. you get to the last couple of uh, positions or spots available on your roster, that's when you can start taking a look at some of those rookies that, okay, this guy's playing, he's playing on the second line mm-hmm. for the Seattle mm-hmm. crack, like the Seattle or the first line for the Seattle Kraken. Yeah. Uh, maybe even Shane, Wright. He, he might be playing on the third line center for the Seattle Kraken. So there's a couple of guys that you could definitely slot into your roster, but making sure that you don't take them too early because again, like Flip and I've said, it's a gamble. It's a risk and you don't want to jump the gun too soon. Not too soon, but there is always some value to be had. You mentioned that rookie wall that these player, young players seem to hit after having a bit of success to start their careers. Caulfield was one of those guys. That's always one of those things that could happen. And one more player that I just can't get off my mind lately, Steele, and I think it's, again, because he's going to have good opportunity around good players, is Cole Perfetti in Winnipeg. And we don't really like overall what Winnipeg's going to do in the standings just because of the teams on top of them. But I think Cole Perfetti is one of those rookies that amongst the others that I mentioned, he is going to have all kinds of opportunity to play with some good players in the top six forward group in Winnipeg. We know the Blake Wheelers, Mark Shifley's, Kyle Connors of the world. They can get it done. So he's another one. Jack Quinn is another one you might want to have a look at. You mentioned him a bunch. So, hey, the point is dominate your draft. At some point, you want to take a risk on a rookie who could pay off. Number five, Steele, on the opposite end of the spectrum. And to wrap up this show, and I hope it's been a good listen because I'm enjoying this conversation with you as always, is be wary of those aging stars. Be wary of the guys that have been able to get it done. We're not taking away from, I'm not going to take anything away from the Joe Pavelski's, the Phil Kessel's (laughs) and others of the world who still, Joe Pavelski's coming off an 80 plus point season. But I'm just saying some of these players have more name than value, especially when it comes to like, look, I get Kessel has some nice hands. He can really, he can't skate anymore. You hear Phil Kessel, you hear some of these names, you think, oh, I should grab them, especially if you're new to fantasy. Be wary. Be wary of aging stars with big names who might be in for regression. Hey, Alexander Ovechkin might be in for regression. Is he still a huge stud? For sure, but just be careful of aging stars with big names. That's the point. Hey, that was my bold take as well, Ovechkin not scoring more than 35 goals this upcoming season. He is is going up. Yeah, yeah, we, you know, we're part of it. We, we dabble with the Locked On Fantasy yeah. Hockey Podcast. But yeah, Alexander Ovechkin, one of those guys who I had a bold prediction on. I don't think he's going to score more than 35 goals. I'm Overall, I just, you know, the Capitals still have some great players, but just looking yeah. at the lineup and, you know, obviously some new additions who have some skill, but haven't really broke out in their NHL career. It makes me a little scared for the Washington Capitals and Alexander Ovechkin mm-hmm. this year. He's still going to be a second round draft pick, no question about that. He was my, he was yes. my top fantasy player last year. He was absolutely outstanding because he fills all the categories very very nicely. Mm-hmm. But like you said, he's getting up there in age. The team around him is not the same as we've seen it the last three or four years. So it's a very different setting. So again, obviously he's going to be a top draft pick. I was going to mention Joe Pavelski as well, who you and I Thank talked you. a little bit about. Uh, You know, like you said, he's going to be 37 or 38 years old. He's still playing on the top line 
with Rupe Hintz and Jason Robertson. But is he going to put up that same production with 80 points last year? Yeah. It's a big question mark. So big. don't want to, like you said, you want to be very, very wary with aging stars and they might have more value uh, to their name than their actual uh, skills heading into the season. Yeah. And it is a young man's league and you know, Hey, Patrice Bergeron, David Perron, and others who have put up stellar fantasy seasons year in and year out. And, you know, even just last year could still get it done. Be careful. Be very careful with what you're <laughs> playing with too early because a guy is on a good team and has a nice name. Again, Boston is one of those teams to be wary with. Washington, one of those teams to be wary with for those exact reasons. These are all the things we've tried to throw out on today's episode, people. Just some red flags, some heads up, some tidbits, some tips. Welcome into the hockey corner with Flip and Steel. This has been tips and predictions. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. But seriously, I hope some of these have hit home because if I was mentioned these early on and me wasting a ton of money on, you know, wobbly pop infused drafts and otherwise other bad decisions, I would have saved myself a lot of time and money here, Steel. So I hope, you know, we're not preaching. We're just trying to let our people know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're just giving some insight into the fantasy gods out there. You know, some fantasy fantasy listeners who are tuning in and, and you might just be starting their fantasy career. Who knows exactly. whether, like you said, experts or beginners. We're just trying to give all the information to you and what Flip and I use for our fantasy leagues and what we have used for the mm -hmm. last couple of years that have made us very successful in our own fantasy leagues. Uh, Mostly, I think that... Yeah. Yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up this episode. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. But for your second listen, please check out Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. It's free and available on all podcast platforms, which also includes YouTube, just like this podcast right here. It's also free on all podcast platforms and YouTube. So hit the subscribe, hit the follow button. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets out there. And we shall see you back here again tomorrow.